All right, guys, today's going to be a really challenging topic for, well, for me, I don't know, maybe it won't be quite so much for you. It, it could be one of the hardest that I've ever tried to tackle. Seriously. Like, yeah. like we've talked about, we just talked about testicular self-exams. That's what I was about to say. Right. And I will say, my wife said after listening to that, I, I heard way too much about that. Like, that was too much information. And I'm like, well, why did you listen? Yeah, the right amount of information. I mean, we've talked yeah. about a lot of hard topics for sure, like male yeah. breast cancer, testicular self-exam. Uh, we've talked about prostate cancer. We've talked about getting colonoscopies. Um, but this one, we're going to talk about beans. Mm. Beans? Any guess? Yeah, any beans. guess why this is going to be a challenge? Um, we're going to try and make it interesting, and that's going to be really challenging. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think the challenge for me is going to be, we're a men's health podcast. Uh-huh. We're talking about beans. Okay. Yeah. It, it, the biggest challenge for me is not doing this. Oh, it, oh, oh. no. Or I this. knew that was coming. Or this. Oh, or, or I, I, knew, I knew it was coming. Or this I one. Knew. <laughs> oh, I, I knew that was coming. Oh, I Yeah. Now, are those all sounds you were making with your mouth or do you have like some kind of soundtrack queued up there or what's going on? Oh, you would not believe how many sound effects of farts there are. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. All right. So the question is, why should you listen to an episode about beans, fart sound effects aside? Well, actually, uh, legumes, uh, or if you want to get tech, if you want to get technical pulses. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. This conversation is based on an article, article that Troy found in, on a website called Real, Real Clear Science, and it was titled, Americans are Ignoring the One True Superfood, and it talks about the health benefits of legumes, and they're off the charts, but a lot of Americans don't eat them. Do you have beans in your diet or not? This is Who Cares About Men's Health with information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. My name is Scott Singpill. I bring the fart sound effects and the BS, <laughs> the <laughs> My BS is Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. I'm excited to be here. I'm a big believer in beans. So, oh, yeah. good. So, this is good. Producer Mitch on the show with his unique perspective and always working towards becoming a healthier man. Hey there. I'm a, a very big supporter of fart sound effects. So, I think this okay. is going to be a good <laughs> mesh of everything. Uh, so, I thought it was interesting. The article said Americans are ignoring the one true superfood, and they said it was legumes. Legumes. Is that how you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? Legumes. 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 And, and technically. And on the U. Legumes. Yeah. Technically, legume is the plant. The edible seeds are called pulses. So you learn. I never something. heard that. Yeah. I never heard that before this article. So, yeah. So pulses and are what we should be eating. So some well-known legumes or pulses are beans, soybeans chickpeas, peanuts. Did you know peanuts aren't a nut? They're a a pulse or a legume. Yeah. Lentils and lupins. What are lupins? I don't don't know that Um, one. A lupin is kind of, um, I don't know. To me, it looks like a a big fat kernel of corn, Hmm. maybe in a way, but it's a bean of some sort. They're traditionally, according to Wikipedia, eaten as a pickled snack food in the Mediterranean basin. So the question is, Troy, you said you're a big fan of beans, but what about other 
pulses. What about soybeans, chickpeas, peanuts, lentils, or lupins? Do you, do you eat those? Yes, I do. I definitely eat chickpeas and I try to eat chickpeas every day in the form of hummus. I love hummus. Mm. Um, so that's my primary source of legumes is hummus. Okay. Um, I do eat peanuts most, well, actually every day I eat peanuts too. So probably peanuts and, uh, and chickpeas. How about you, Mitch? What on that list are you eating? Uh, not not enough, I guess. I just, I, I, I mean, I tried. Do you have you always eaten like this much, or was it has it been since you've been a vegetarian, et cetera? It just seems like I'm not like it's not the main staple where it seems like every day I eat some. Oh, it's definitely been since I've been vegetarian. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'd say prior to being vegetarian, uh, it was rare. It was okay. very rare. I would eat pulses. So yeah, that's been a that's been a newer thing, especially as I've tried to find good protein sources. For sure, Mitch, I'm with you. I I don't eat very many beans at all. Um, my wife was also a vegetarian, though. She does. She'll, she'll eat a lot of uh, dishes that include beans in them. Check this out. A statistic. The average amount of meat Americans is 55 pounds a year. The average amount of pulses is 11.7 pounds. So hmm. the article said we need to be eating a lot more than that. We should be eating about three cups of pulses a week. That's about a half a cup daily. So, you know, the word superfoods thrown around a lot and the article kind of even made a mention of that. I remember one time being in one of these grocery stores in the produce section and they had little signs telling you what you were looking at, like uh, chard, for example. And then it, it had a superfood ranking, uh, a number between one and a hundred. So I, I was into I was starting to juice at this time. I wanted to start juicing, make making juices out of uh, stuff in the produce department. So I was like, oh, I got to play the game here. Got to get the highest numbers I can. Right. Well, this article kind of makes fun of that notion, saying everything's being called a superfood and our diets are a lot more complicated than that. And there's no one particular food you need to eat more of like blueberries. It's going to really make all this difference. But then they did say if there was one thing <laughs> that is truly a superfood <laughs> that we do need to eat more of as Americans, it's pulses. So some of the benefits of pulses, they're super nutrient rich. They've got fiber and zinc and iron and folate and magnesium. Um, they come with a lot of protein, about a half a cup of beans, which you should be eating every day or uh, of legumes or pulses, has about 20 grams of protein. They're high in fiber, which helps you feel full longer, helps with your digestion because it's good for your gut biome. One cup of black beans contains over half the recommended intake of fiber. They're low on the glycemic index. If you remember, that's the index that talks about, you know, your blood sugar reaction after you eat a food. So that helps with your blood sugar management, especially if you're diabetic or prone towards insulin responses to food. It also helps you with your weight management, not only because it's high in fiber, which makes you feel full, but just because of the, the, the caloric density isn't as dense as a lot of other foods. And it's good for heart health. So check this out, the science behind this. And Troy, I think you'll appreciate this. Regular bean eaters had a 22% lower risk of obesity, and this was out of a study of 8,000 American adults. Is that a pretty good-sized study? Can we trust that number? Yeah, 8,000 is a great number. And a 22% decrease in obesity, that's, that's, a, that's a really nice number right there, too. Subjects that ate legumes or pulses four times or more a week had a 22% lower risk of heart disease and 11% lower risk of cardiovascular disease than those who ate them less than once weekly. That was a study of 10,000 men and women over the course of 19 years. Is that a good study? Absolutely. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes. These are great studies. They're large numbers and they're over a long period of time. 
um, seven to eight percent reduction in mortality risk for every 20 grams, which is about seven ounces that you increase your daily pulse intake. This was 785 oh. subjects over 70 years old. No other food group came close to having the same benefit. Fruits, none mm. of it. Wow. The More re- than fruits. Wow. Yeah. The researchers went on to say that pulse consumption was the most important dietary predictor of survival in older people. Wow. wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, it really is, I think, based on these studies and based on what they're seeing with the outcomes, if there's one thing that's jumping out as a superfood, it's this, to yeah. have that kind of reduction in obesity, heart disease, but that mortality benefit there, like your risk of dying, looking at people over 70 who are just increasing their consumption of pulses and seeing that kind of benefit, that's pretty remarkable. Yep. And that's a cup because it's about seven ounces, right? I think I think yeah. that's about right. Uh, so, one, so one cup, so one cup per week, I guess, as long as you were increasing by that much, well, you were seeing that much of a benefit? Daily. That was- Oh, daily. Okay. So a 7 8% reduction in mortality risk for every 20 grams increase in daily pulse intake. Now, I don't know if- yeah. I don't know if you eat, you know, 60 grams, if that increases that to 24% reduction. I wasn't quite clear on that. I'm guessing there's some, yeah, some threshold where you're spending so much time on the toilet because, you know, you kind of miss out on life and that probably <laughs> has sure. some issues as well, sure but, <laughs> but probably to a certain point, I'm sure there's, but just that one cup a day, I mean, just that alone to have that sort of decrease in your risk of death is pretty, pretty impressive. The article talked about something called the Hispanic paradox. So despite lower socioeconomic status, which is often a predictor of health, American Hispanics have the lowest death rates from cancer and heart disease. Hmm. And they think wow. because Hispanic beans. populations tend to eat a lot more beans. And then oh, that's really cool. Beans and diabetes, a half a cup of pinto beans contains 22 grams of carbs and the glycemic load is about nine. And if you remember, that's a scale of one to a hundred. Think how yeah. low that is. Nine. Yeah. Um, oh. It only increases a person's blood sugar by 39% compared to an equivalent serving of white bread, which would be 100%. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so then the question is, like, Troy, you're eating some. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're eating enough at this point after this far into the conversation? Those are impressive numbers. Like hearing that, yeah. again, you know, I'd sent you the article. I'd read through it. I thought, wow, this is cool. But actually hearing those numbers really broken down like that is it's really impressive. So, I, yeah, I mean, to me, that says... You know, I'm doing pretty well, but I think it'd be worth trying to increase a little bit. And I should also mention soybeans. That's what tofu is made out of, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Tofu yeah, soybeans included in this. Uh, Mitch, how about you? Do you need to work more beans in your diet? Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> Troy, how do you do it and make it tasty? I know you're not the cook around, but like, what are the things... Because I don't know, like I'll occasionally find like a fun salad that has some chickpeas in it because I don't like lettuce. Like I'll do that every so often. But like, how are you getting that much every single day? The biggest thing for me is just for breakfast, I have a protein bar and that protein bar is primarily peanuts. So it's peanuts and dark chocolate. Um, So I really look forward to that. Like, you know, I have like a large protein bar, just like the, you know, the Nature Valley protein bars. They're pretty cheap. So that's my breakfast, that along with just like um, uh, just a protein drink and a banana. So that's kind of just like my morning go-to. Um, okay. So so I, I like that. And then I just really like hummus. So like usually my lunch is mm. Triscuits and hummus. It's at a point where, you know, usually at work, not usually, every day I'm at work, I have 
hummus and triscuits. Okay. And I am known for my triscuits and hummus and people make fun of me for it, but, <laughs> sure. you know, but I just really like hummus. So that's, I guess I've just got uh, like two things I really like and I look forward to each day and I kind of crave. So it's just kind of become my go-to. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, that makes it seem a lot more, I guess, doable. And then like occasionally a dish or something with yeah. more beans in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I kind of forgot about the peanuts part of it. Right. <laughs> sure. Because yeah, no. peanuts are pretty easy. Yeah. And then like for my snack, I've just got peanuts. Um, so like in the afternoon, if I'm looking for a snack, a lot of times I'll just have peanuts for a snack. Um, you know, so I just like the dry roasted peanuts or just the plain peanuts. And so that it, it's kind of incorporated where it's just stuff that's just part of my routine in a way, like those routine meals. Because I feel like breakfast and lunch, we kind of have our routines and maybe we're not doing the exact same thing every day, but within, you know, some variation, we're doing very similar things. So that's, that's where I've incorporated all that. You know, though, here's something I'm just noticing now that I'm saying this stuff out loud, right? It talks about pulses, which are from the legume plant, but a lot of the science talked about beans, right? So Mm -hmm. if beans are where it's at, Troy, then maybe, you know, the, the, maybe we all could improve a little bit i suppose right true Even yeah that's true chickpeas or uh you know we're eating tofu because of soybeans make tofu or something like that so i was curious like what are the barriers why don't i for example eat more beans in my diet why doesn't mitch eat more beans in his diet and i found a research study called motivators barriers and other factors related to bean consumption in older adults and they gave three reasons want to guess what those are um, too much gas. Um, <laughs> yeah, discomfort. people don't like the hold taste. On, yeah, discomfort. Hold on, hold on. All right, there you go. Oh, <laughs> there you <geez>. go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess. Gas, what else? That's one. Okay. All right. <laughs> taste, like people just don't like the taste or texture. Okay, what else? Yeah, like like they don't know how to cook them. Like it not takes time. Uh, yeah. Instead of uh, having all the fart sound effects, I should have had some ding, ding, ding sound effects when you got right answers. I guess I could use that in place of a ding, ding, ding. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, convenience. I think convenience is sure. often, like if you're going out to eat, like most fast food restaurants besides Taco Bell or Del Taco, you're not going to really right. find beans there. So that's so, often an issue. The three barriers, not a part of their traditional diet. So you just don't think to include them in meals, which I think uh, is totally yeah. where I'm at, right? Yeah. Uh, Troy, you talked about how breakfast and lunch tend to be very kind of just you do the same thing all the time if beans aren't part of your regular routine probably not eating a lot of them um True. lack of knowledge about preparation or cooking mm-hmm. which mitch hit on the head were pr- predictors of not consuming and then number three was believe it or not flatulence or abdominal discomfort that's the reasons that in this study people don't eat beans so um i thought maybe for the last part of this podcast we could tackle each one of those um, and talk about how to overcome them. So, you know, first of all, like not part of a traditional diet, don't think to include it in, in meals. Mitch, do you have any dish that you make that have beans in it? Or really, are you just really beans? Uh, no, like there will occasionally be like, uh, I'll do chickpeas and a roast chicken and I'll use it in the stuffing. But like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. But other than that, it's like I could name a whole bunch of dishes with potatoes. I could think of a whole bunch of dishes with like, there's so many different vegetable type sides but like beans are not in there like very very rarely occasionally like a taco night i'll maybe throw it in there get a can of refried beans or whatever but yeah no i it's not part of my daily eating and now i'm like i don't know that's 
these studies have so much benefits behind them. It's just like, man, I guess I got to figure out how to do beans now. Troy, how about you? Do you have any particular dish that you have at home or make that have beans in them other than what you've already mentioned? So, yeah, obviously, you know, a lot of Mexican food. We love Mexican food. So obviously a lot of those dishes include beans. Some Indian food includes it. And then just other dishes we have as well, just because when we're cooking at home, you know, we're making vegetarian food. So a lot of those do use beans as the primary protein source. So I would say a big thing would be if you just look up like vegetarian recipes, you're going to find a lot of options on there that do include beans. Sure. And and then I think it's just a matter of finding the the, the recipes you like. Because right. there are some really good recipes out there where it's that's that's the primary protein source and you may just try it and like, wow, this is great. I would love to eat this every week or something. And, and that's kind of what we found, I think. So to work beans in your diet, hummus, uh, which is made with chickpeas, you can do it with triscuits or veggies maybe. Maybe you should throw away the triscuits. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you could use it as a sandwich sandwich spread, I read. I thought that was an interesting idea. Mm. Um, you could have some pre-made and then just throw them into a salad. You know, you wouldn't, wouldn't even notice they're there. Sure. Um, my wife found a chickpea recipe that's super simple and easy to make. It's with canned chickpeas. Uh, which means you're going to increase the sodium content a little bit, but it's um, it's a sheet pan feta with chickpeas and tomatoes. Oh, okay. Super easy to make. It refrigerates really well, so you have it for a few days. We'll include a link to that recipe. Uh, Mitch, I'd like you to try that and see what you think. I think okay. it's really tasty because I think, you know, how do you get beans to taste good? I think that is an interesting question. Another suggestion, substitute it for meat. So bean burgers. There are bean mm -hmm. burgers out there. You can make your own. Yeah. Um, you can make bean soup, bean chili, a substitute for meat and tacos. Chili. So you, right. Oh, yeah. that's where I, I love chili. Chili is amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right. And probably you could, if it's not the winter time, if that's your hang up with chili, you could probably make a, like a cold bean dish that's kind of similar to chili, I'd imagine. Right. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I we like, did. What is a cold chili? Like that. I don't know. Well, okay. not a cold chili, but like a cold bean dish. That was one of our dishes we did with uh, Teresa. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. One, we had the one that was lentils. Yes. I do so, remember that. Yeah. That I make good. that still. That's tasty. I'm sorry. I just yeah. thought it was like a cold chili. And I'm like, no, well, we're not going to do a gazpacho type approach think, uh, to chili. I'm thinking like a bean salad, maybe. Oh, sure. You, okay. know, you put some yeah. onions in there, put some uh, peppers or something like that. That might be pretty decent. So then to the cooking part, not knowing how to cook them. Do you know how to cook them? Oh, are you serious? You don't? Yeah, no, there's a weirdness here. Like, unless it's in a can, like if someone hands me a bunch of like dried beans, I right. am not 100% sure what to do. And I'm very embarrassed to admit that here because I, I do think I'm a pretty competent cook, but I, ugh, we do not do beans. We do how not do, do beans. How do you make yours, Troy? Do you, do you do them from dry or do you do canned? Uh, usually canned. Oh, okay. Again, yeah, higher canned. sodium, but if you do the dried, right. um, you can cook them on the stove in a pot. You could use a rice cooker. That's what I've done before. Um, a slow cooker or a pressure cooker or one of those Instapots. I've heard at our altitude here at Salt Lake City that a pressure cooker for some kind of beans is almost necessary because you could boil them forever and they never quite get done. And a pressure uh -huh. cooker, they can be done like in three minutes. Oh, wow. Um, so those are some of the ways that you can, that you can uh, you know, you can cook them. And then what about the gas? Do you guys know how to get around the gas? <laughs> and this is part will, of the prep, which is one of the reasons I don't eat beans as much because this part of the prep takes some time sometimes. What? The part of the prep? Gas? What are you, what are you no, talking no, about? No, no, no. In order to avoid the gas, you got to do some prep work to the beans. Oh, oh really? 
Wow. You know, you, okay. You Teach soak, me. Well, you soak them in water for six to 12 hours and then you discard oh, wow. the water. So Interesting. Huh. there was a, there's a research study that said that the longer the soaking time, the lesser the gas production, because the more gas forming compounds are leched away from the beans. And that, huh. oh, by the way, that does not impact the nutritional value. So you don't have to worry about losing any of the nutritional value. So do the canned beans then have less gas well, yes, you should because they're you should always rinse those too, but yeah, those have already are. been cooked, so they've probably yeah. been pre-rinsed. But remember, you guys, when Teresa was here, didn't rinse your beans, and you got gassy after that dish, yeah. and I didn't. So even when you get canned <laughs> beans, you should put them in a you know a, a strainer, and you should rinse them, get that yeah. stuff off of there. Hmm. Huh. Yep. So just dry beans, and you just put them in water for like forever. Oh, so, so yeah, like I'll just get it out, get the big bowl out and I'll put a cup in there and do it overnight, six to 12 hours. Um, I'll put a link. I didn't know there was actually other ways that you could do this too. There's a quick method of soaking. There's a traditional method of soaking and there's a hot method of soaking. And I'll put a link to that as well. And the, the hot method, you could do it a little bit more quickly than the traditional, but I just, I'm lazy. So I just put them in a bowl for overnight and then but i'm i am also lazy but i forget to put things in bowls right? so like the yeah. hour before would be great like yeah sure well i'll have a link to how to do that okay cool cool, cool. all right cool so was that our discussion on the gas piece right there yeah i mean do you have more to talk about are you excited <laughs> there's so much to talk about scott like what <laughs> well i don't know i mean like i would say the, one of the biggest challenges with beans is there are a lot of different type of beans and you may have eaten a certain uh, type and you're okay. just say wow that was not pleasant. <laughs> so I will just say from personal experience, I have learned not to consume large quantities of black beans. Uh, I don't know why that's the case. Maybe it's because of that fiber content you mentioned. And I don't know if it's just higher fiber content. But if I eat a large amount of black beans for dinner, uh, my stomach is pretty unsettled at night. But, but it's just beans don't black beans. Okay. Yeah, it's just black beans. And I haven't found it with pinto beans or other beans or definitely with other pulses. And so I think that maybe one of the challenges, because a lot of dishes out there are black beans. And so I think when we think of beans, we think of black beans because, you know, there's the black bean burgers and then a lot of, oh. um, you know, a lot of dishes you'll get at some restaurants, uh, the beans are black beans. And that's like the side on it. It's like some kind of Tex-Mex places, things like that. Then that's what we, we've had our experience with. And we just say, man, I cannot eat that. Like I was up all night and it was not good. So, okay. um, so yeah, so I think you find what works for you and be open to trying other types of beans, like pinto beans. I love like, but if we have a recipe with black beans, I'm always like, hey, maybe we could substitute pinto beans for that just because I haven't had any issues and, and I love pinto beans. That's a great point. All the different kinds of beans could be a barrier too, like, right? Like, yeah. you know, this list of beans is extensive. Black beans, black-eyed peas, cannonelli beans, I guess is how you pronounce that. Chickpeas, also known as garbanzo beans, great northern beans, kidney beans, lima beans, pinto beans, fava beans. Navy beans. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So many beans. Oh, is that really considered? Edamame. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's yeah. Soy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mung beans, and the list goes on and on. Soy beans. That's a good point, Troy. If one bean doesn't work for you, there are many other beans to try. And I will tell you the other thing to consider as well is Gas-X. Oh, okay. That's the brand name. Somethicone is the generic name. You know? Have Gas-X on hand. And if it's just not agreeing with you, take one of those. You'll probably be fine. 
And I'd imagine after time, your body probably gets a biome that can deal with it, right? Like I've never really had yeah. a negative reaction to beans. I know people that do, right? Uh, obviously, right. the fart jokes is, is proof of that, yeah. right? Yeah. But over time, I wonder if like if you if you started gradually, if you had issues, you know, try a different bean, maybe start gradually, let your stomach start to develop the microbiome it needs to digest, you know, to, to deal with that stuff better. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. I can say I've never gotten to a point where I'm going to eat a black bean burger and then know that everything's going to be cool after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not there. I will just sure. say that. If a black bean burger is on the menu, I don't order it. All right. Hey, Troy, thanks for those additional uh, five. Yeah. Hey, whatever I can offer, Sky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did bring the fart sound effect, so you mean yeah. I'm you're stepping up too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess to wrap this up, takeaways, Mitch. Uh, just it's impressive how much of an impact beans actually make. And I guess I got a whole bunch of new things that I can try out to kind of minimize some of those problems that I've had with them in before. So excited yeah. to try them out. All right, Troy. Yeah, my takeaway too. Once again, the Mediterranean diet comes through for us. Yeah. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, mm -hmm. you know. So it's it's once again, we know it's a piece of that diet, but now we're really teasing out just on an individual level. What a difference these make. So yeah, again, that's my takeaway is anything I can do to increase bean consumption, uh, uh, pulse consumption is a good thing. Yep, it's that half a cup a day. And I mean, Think about it, like those numbers we gave at the top of the podcast. If you could take a pill that could do that, everybody would take it, right? So, oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, just throw a little. So here's here's our challenge to you. Work up to that half cup a day or three cups a week over the course of the next few weeks. So your challenge is this week, find a recipe that you can make and that is, has beans in it, like some sort of a dish. Okay. Maybe have some cooked beans in the fridge just ready to go for dishes you already eat. And you can just grab a little handful, you know, a little quarter cup, throw in there. And uh, Troy can appreciate this. Uh, try hummus. Hummus is tasty, especially on vegetables. You're getting the double, you know, the double whammy there. You're getting some vegetables. You're getting some, uh, some of the pulses. And there's a lot of different flavors of hummus. So that's something else you can try. And think about it more than a dip. Like maybe just put it on, a, put it on your sandwiches or, you know, whatever. So that's a challenge. Yeah. You don't have to do it all at once. Work up to it for a lot of reasons. Nah. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> and uh, yeah, improve your improve your health, improve your diet by adding more pulses. If yeah. you have a favorite meal with beans, or have any comments or tricks on how to cut down on the gas, or uh, how to uh, cook them more efficiently or quickly, feel free to reach out to us at hello at thescoperadio.com. And guys, we made it through the episode with minimal so fart sound effects, so I'm pretty proud of us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Well done. Yeah. Thanks for caring about men's health.